The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com. This is Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, and it is 2019 NFL Draft Week. This week, the Bills will add at least a few players to the roster. Right now, they have 10 draft picks in the 2019 draft. That number is likely to shift and change over the course of the next several days with how aggressive Brandon Bean has been on the trade market, both in the draft and out of the draft. It would seem uh, illogical to think that the Bills are just going to sit tight and make 10 picks at the spots that they're at now. Of course, we have undrafted free agency after that, too. So there's going to be a lot to talk about between uh, now and our next episode next week. So let's get to it. As a reminder, when you're watching the NFL draft, give us a call. 716-508-0405. Leave your Bills questions with us. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. And that's with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. You can send us emails using Buffalo Rumblings at SBNation.com. You can send us messages on Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. We always look forward to hearing your questions, especially now that we're going to have a lot of new faces to talk about a week from today. As an aside, we'll have episodes of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings each night of the NFL draft. We'll have one on Thursday night after the Bills make their uh, first round pick or picks. We'll have another one on Friday night after the Bills make their day two picks. And then we'll have another one uh, kind of summing up the entire draft on Saturday night, Sunday morning, somewhere in there. And another one after the undrafted free agency signing frenzy that happens on Monday into Tuesday. So we've got a lot of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings episodes coming up over the next several days for you to check out. Make sure you subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel on your favorite podcast app, and you can get all of those in your feed as soon as they're published. Of course, the question of the week this week is, what do you think the Bills are going to do at number nine in the 2019 NFL draft? Brandon Bean has shown his propensity to be aggressive and trade up when he sees a player that he really likes is within reach. He traded Cordy Glenn to move from 21 to 12, and then he traded a second-round pick to move up from 12 to number 7 last year to pick Josh Allen, a quarterback that he really coveted 
to the point where there was rumors that he would trade both of the team's first-round picks to get Allen, but a deal fell through with the Denver Broncos, and so he had to settle for taking Josh Allen later and then actually saving a first-round pick to use on Tremaine Edmonds later. But he also traded that pick. He used the late first-round pick plus a second-round pick to move from 22 to 16 to get Tremaine Edmonds, the quarterback of his defense, at middle linebacker. So he's shown a propensity, not just for the quarterback. Everyone's like, well, quarterbacks are different. Yeah, that's true. Quarterbacks are different. People are willing to trade whatever they need to to get quarterbacks. You saw the Jets do it last year by trading a bunch of second-round picks to move up and get Sam Darnold. But we're not talking about quarterbacks when we're talking about Tremaine Edmonds. Okay, Brandon Bean saw a player that was really high on his board and was falling, and he packaged picks to move up to get him. So Bean has shown a propensity for for trading up to get a player that is dropping. So if you see a guy like Quinn and Williams or Ed Oliver, either of those guys could be the number one player on Buffalo's board. If those guys are falling to the five, six, seven range, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Brandon Bean picked up the phone and traded one of his um, day two picks to move up to get Ed Oliver or Quinn Williams. They need a guy to replace Kyle Williams as the three tech defensive tackle. It's a key position in Sean McDermott's um, defense. And it's just such great talent is going to be available to the bills. And if one of those two guys falls, especially if the other one's already been picked and they're sitting there at seven, I could see them getting on the horn with the Jacksonville Jaguars very easily instead of trying to wait for Oliver or Williams to fall to them. If both of those guys are on the board at seven, maybe they wait, but if only one of those guys is there and they're the top one, two guys on Buffalo's board, they need to move up to get the, the guy that they really covet. And I don't think that they'll hesitate to do that. While most people are focusing on that number nine pick, I also think that there's a strong chance the Bills trade back up into the end of the second round, excuse me, back up into the end of the first round using their second round pick to get another one of their top players that's falling, a guy that they had done research on for the number nine pick that's falling down to say 15, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there and packaging a couple picks to move up to get a guy like that. We'll have a full breakdown of all the trade possibilities, both with the number nine pick and with the Bills' second round pick, how they can get back up into the end of the first round. You can find lots and lots of data and analysis of past trades up on buffalorumblings.com right now. We've been publishing those this week a full thing about what what would have to be put with the number nine pick to move up or higher into the top 10. We also have what other teams would have to give up in order for the bills to move down later in the first round. All that stuff is on buffalorumblings.com bookmark it for draft night. It's going to be a great resource for all of you. If the bills decide to swing a trade, I wouldn't anticipate the Bills making a trade if the board starts to fall their way. If there's three, four, or five of their top guys available at number seven, there's no reason for them to to trade up. I think they'll end up just staying at number nine if that's the case and, and, and taking the pick, a player that they want. There is still a possibility that, say, their top three or four guys are all off the board and they're sitting there and they're looking at TJ Hawkinson and the offensive tackles. And they're like, we don't really love any of these guys. We really like them. And they get a phone call from the Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, or Washington. And one of those teams wants to trade up. I can definitely see the Bills falling back if, 
if their plan is to take an offensive tackle and there's their top three offensive tackles still on the board at number nine, there's no reason they shouldn't trade back down and kind of pick up whoever's left over at the end when the smoke clears, whether that's Hawkinson, whether that's the tackles, whoever. Um, that would all that trade back would also give them the ammunition to move back up into the end of the first round later. Say they get a second round pick out of the deal, they compare it with their second round pick and move back up into the end of the first round. Get a guy like Noah Fant at tight end or one of their other prospects that they've been having keeping an eye on that they might not be able to get a pick number 40, but might be able to get a pick number 28 or something like that. So there's a lot of movement that's going to be going on with the Bills. Uh, Brandon Bean has shown that. So there's obviously a lot of possibilities. I think the most likely scenario is they trade up three or four or two spots somewhere in there and get one of the defensive tackles that they really covet. If not, they'll just kind of sit tight at number nine maybe take the top player on their board or they could move down four or five spots and then take whoever's kind of left over from that using that deal that they acquire from the trade down to move back up into the end of the first round and get another one of their players that's falling. That's the question I'm getting a lot this week and I can't wait for Thursday night. Let's go to our Twitter question of the week right off the bat. This is from Sean Perry, who asks us at Rumlings Q&A, what are the odds that the Bills actually draft some real weapons for Josh Allen? I can see these dingbats going all defense because they bargain shopped crap in free agency, and I want a stud for Allen. Strong language there from Sean on Twitter. Dingbats. But um, I do think that the Bills are going to covet that three-tech defensive tackle that can be super disruptive. I talked about Ed Oliver and Quinnen Williams uh, from the top of the podcast episode today. I think that those are the top guys on their board. But if those guys aren't available anymore at number nine and in the SB Nation mock draft that we published and was on the, the podcast feed earlier this week, uh, those guys went four and five. So we weren't able to to get either of those players. In that event, I think the Bills are probably going to go offense with their first pick, whether it's an offensive tackle or a tight end like TJ Hawkinson, which is who we eventually selected in the SB Nation mock draft. I don't think that's what they'd prefer. We weren't able to swing trades. We would have tried to trade up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once Williams went off the board number four overall to try and get Ed Oliver at fifth overall. Um, we worked out a couple trade scenarios with them, and they were open to the idea of trading down. Um but uh, if if their top two defensive players are probably off the board by number nine, they would either take that tackle and uh, tight end. If all of those players are kind of similarly clumped on their board, maybe they do take that trade down option we talked about, and then package the deal, the picks that they get, and deal back up into the bottom of the first round to take another one of the players that they're looking for. So maybe they go, uh, they move back and take. TJ Hawkinson at 15, let's say, and then they get an extra second round pick from Washington. Now they move from that second round pick with Washington, pair it with their second round pick at 40 overall, um, and and move back up into the end of the first round and, and pick Noah Fant or Irv Smith Jr. or one of the other guys that they're really cutting at the tight end position. Now they've addressed two needs on offense and, um, still don't have their defensive tackle, their penetrating defensive tackle. So 
Um, I do think that that is something they're going to address. They're going to get some offensive players, whether it's at tight end, um, offensive tackle, or, or a few other spots. Most Bills fans agree with me, too. Most Bills fans think that defensive tackle is their biggest need with tight end right behind it, and then offensive tackle a little bit later down the line. The Bills signed several of bargain basement uh, offensive line options, as you mentioned in your question, uh, Sean. They uh, bargain shopped. You called them crap. I don't necessarily know if they're crap, but uh, I think they're upgrades regardless. So they have kind of shored up their offensive line right now. So even if they wait for an offensive tackle a little bit later that they can groom to take over uh, from Ty and Seki in a year or halfway through the 2019 season or something like that. I think there's a lot of options for them to take an offensive player in the first round, second round. They're going to add players on offense. They probably are going to add a wide receiver. They've done homework on a lot of them. They're definitely going to add a tight end. Thanks for your question. Next up, we have another Twitter question. It's from Ron from New Mexico, who asks, what are the odds LaShawn McCoy remains with the Bills through the draft? I think signing Gore and having picks to burn on a rookie point to McCoy being dealt. Add in the money saved and the defensive line still available on the free agent market, and it just makes sense. I think the odds of LaShawn McCoy being traded right now are better than they were at the beginning of the offseason. But I don't know if they're good um, with the Bills signing Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon. They've certainly given themselves veteran running back options that are, you know, good. Um, the the running backs available in the draft, I don't think are going to force their hand one way or the other with Deshaun McCoy. Um, they obviously need to get younger at the position, but I don't necessarily know if you know, dealing LaShawn McCoy is, is the way that they're going to do that. Um, one of the reasons is that he, he does have a very good relationship with Josh Allen, the bills, uh, soon to be second year starting quarterback, uh, hopefully the franchise quarterback. Um, they've been developing a nice rapport on and off the field. And I mean, even if he's there for that leadership aspect, I, I know it's a little bit overrated to even discuss that, but you know, having somebody there that Alan's comfortable with, I think isn't a bad thing, especially with the number of pieces that are going to be turned over this off season, pretty much the entire starting offensive line, um, you know, adding two new top line wide receivers, adding a new starting tight end, you know, do you want to replace literally every single person that was with the Bills last year? I just think having that one constant might be helpful for Allen. Um, with that being said, it wouldn't shock me in the least if they were able to move LaShawn McCoy in the next few days before the 2019 NFL draft and then draft a guy, whether it's Bryce Love or somebody else. If they did trade McCoy, they would be able to rid themselves of his $6.1 million base salary his dead cap hit would be somewhere in the $2.6 million range. So they would save what six and a half million dollars or somewhere in the neighborhood of that on the salary cap. Not that they need the salary cap space. It's just kind of information for y'all to use. Um, 
they would save a significant chunk of money. And whether they use that as a trade piece in trades for a Gerald McCoy from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Jadavion Clowney from the Houston Texans, who knows? But it'll give them a little bit of extra ammunition maybe to move up from the second round to the first round or to get one of those veteran players or something like that. So it's certainly something to keep an eye on as we head into the 2019 NFL draft. I wouldn't say that it's likely, but it certainly is a possibility. Thanks, Ron, for reaching out on Twitter at Rumlings Q&A. To the voicemail line we go. Remember, you can call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 716-508-0405 to leave your questions for Buffalo Rumlings Q&A. Well, I'm comfortable over time. Thank you, I'm calling from the Great City or Town of Orchard Park, New York. And my question is, do we have a shot at snagging the UV hometown products, Joel Hodge or Anthony Jonathan in this year's draft? Thank you. Go Bulls, go Bills. Thanks for calling in from Orchard Park. UB is going to have a co- at least a couple guys drafted on this week whether it's Tyree Jackson, the quarterback we talked about last week in our episode, um, Anthony Johnson, the wide receiver, Khalil Hodge, the linebacker, maybe even uh, James O'Hagan, uh, the center, but he's probably going to end up being an undrafted free agent. Um, you asked about Hodge and Johnson, though, so let's talk about those two guys. Um, there's places that are listing Hodge as a late-day three-pick or an undrafted free agent. Um I, I don't have, think the Bills have a strong need at the inside linebacker position, but that doesn't mean they couldn't uh, add him and have him play special teams and do a whole bunch of other stuff. If the Bills draft him, I wouldn't anticipate it until the sixth or seventh round as one of those late-day flyers, or the late-round flyers, I guess I should say. Uh, Johnson is a little bit more of a... Um, has a little bit more of a case. The Bills do have a need at wide receiver. Johnson is probably going to be a, a day two pick, probably in the third round. Um, might end up going into the slipping into the fourth round or something like that. And I think he makes a little bit more of a value sense for the Bills there. But Johnson's definitely a guy I can see the Bills targeting at some point. I, I don't necessarily think it's because he played at UB, but they have been able to put their eyes on him a lot more. He did show up to the local pro day for the Buffalo Bills. And of course they were able to scout him, you know, just down the road at UB. So I think both of those guys are in play. I think Tyree Jackson would be in play with a very late pick, but again, I I don't see them as top prospects for the Bills or anything like that. Jackson is a guy that if they have him like as a third round prospect and they're able to get him in the sixth or seventh round, that makes sense, but they shouldn't be spending a significant pick on him because they already have a quarterback they need to develop and a quarterback they need to spend a ton of time with. Um, with, with Johnson, they at least have that need at wide receiver, so he's the one that makes the most sense. Uh, thanks for calling in with your question at 716-508-0405. <laughs> Gilberto Casas on Twitter asks, 
Do you consider the elite tier of this draft to be Bosa, Quinn and Williams, Ed Oliver, Devin White, Josh Allen, and TJ Hawkinson? Is there anyone else in your elite tier? Well, that's an interesting question because I'm not even sure White is going to be on the top 10 board that the Bills have set up. He's a stud linebacker for sure, but the Bills have Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, who they've invested in. And Milano had a near Pro Bowl year last year. Edmonds, they traded up into the first round, middle of the first round to get him last year. I just don't know if they're going to be interested in taking a lo- another linebacker that high. So I don't even know if he's in their elite tier. Same with Josh Allen. I don't know if he necessarily fits what the Bills are trying to do on defense. I personally see him as more of a 3-4 outside linebacker that rushes the passer than a defensive end prospect that puts his hand in the dirt. So, I mean, Bosa, if he's there, yeah, I would think that they would put him into the elite category. Quinn and Williams at Oliver. That's probably my top tier for them. Um, maybe Allen is on on that list as well, but but at Oliver, Quinn and Williams, uh, Nick Bosa, I, those are the three guys I think they might be willing to trade up to get um, just to provide whether it's pass rush or the the three tech uh, defensive tackle position. And, and I think all three of them might be gone by pick number five. They um, all three of those guys were gone by the time I think number five came around in the SB nation mock draft that dropped in your news feeds or your podcast feeds earlier this week. Um, I've seen just a lot of, a lot of mock drafts where, not just those three guys, but Bosa, Williams, Oliver, White, Allen, and Hawkinson were all gone in the in the first eight picks. So Buffalo comes up to the podium at number nine. They have their pick of offensive tackles, sure, but all their skill position players that were on their elite board are gone. So do you consider the elite tier to be Bosa, Quinn and Williams, Ed Oliver, Devin White, Josh Allen, and TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, that's probably a good list. I don't know if Hawkinson's on there. I don't know if White's on there. But definitely, uh, I think their main targets would be Quinn and Williams and Ed Oliver, with Nick Bosa kind of being this pie in the sky way up there at the top. I just don't see him falling down to the Bills. Thanks for your question, Gilberto. Our last question comes from Twitter. Robbie Calder asks, what do you think about a trade involving Shaq Lawson? I think Lawson would be an interesting trade piece, especially if the bills are, are in the market for say a Jadavian Clowney, or they've already selected a defensive end. Uh, they might be able to get, you know, a third round or fourth round pick for Shaq Lawson. I think that's, a little bit high, but maybe um, it's probably more likely that they'd be able to use him in a trade up scenario on say um, day two, say they can trade up from the fourth round into the third round or something like that. But they would have to have made a trade for a defensive end on or selected a defensive end in the first round in order for them to probably set, have the time to set that kind of trade up to use a 2019 pick. So say they, I mean, this is purely hypothetical, but in the instead of selecting in the first round, they make a trade for Jadeveon Clowney. They move down with the Houston Texans. Houston moves up to number nine, picks the guy that they want. 
Now the Bills are picking in the 20s. They, you know, take whoever they want. They have two top players, Clowney and whoever the rookie is. You head into Friday morning, and now they can start making some phone calls saying, hey, are you interested in Shaq Lawson? And maybe set something up, um, whether it's you know down the line when somebody's on the clock or just making a straight trade early in the day on Friday. I think that's probably the most likely scenario in which Shaq Lawson gets traded. And I wouldn't say that that scenario is very likely. I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to swing a trade for a pass rusher on Thursday. So that obviously leaves a lot of different like moving parts and that makes it a little bit more difficult to say, yeah, they're going to trade Shaq Lawson. I think they would certainly be open to that. Brandon Bean has shown a propensity to trade players, trade picks. You know, The guy's got ice water in his veins. So maybe they can do that. I would certainly be on the table for me, and I'm sure it's on the table for Brandon Bean. Thanks for your question. That's going to do it for this week's draft-themed episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As I said earlier in the podcast, make sure you subscribe to our channel. We'll have podcasts up on Thursday night after the first round, Friday night after the second and third rounds, Saturday night or Sunday morning for the rest of the draft, and then an undrafted free agent roundup on Monday, maybe Tuesday of next week. So make sure you tune to Buffalo Rumblings for all that information. We'll have just a massive amount of information on the pot on the website in addition to the podcast. So go to buffalorumlings.com, check out all of our coverage. Uh, it's just our busiest time of the year. We have tons of scouting reports, mock drafts, just everything you could possibly need to get ready for the first round and beyond trade value charts, everything like that. So go check that out at buffalorumlings.com and stick with us on the podcast and on the website and of course all of our social media at Buff Rumblings and everywhere else to get the best information about the Bills and the 2019 NFL Draft.